this the Krusty Krab? No, this is Hard Rock Lunch Box. Is this the Krusty Krab? No, this is Hard Rock Lunch Box. Is this the Krusty Krab? No, this is Hard Rock Lunch Box. I'm not a crusty crab. Ah, welcome to the Hard Rock Lunchbox and the Top 20. Uh, today is an unrealistically beautiful uh, November 16th, 2023, and I would like to take a second to point out what an absolutely fantastic host I am. I hop in here today, and my audience, my dedicated audience, wants to hear uh, the rest of the Aussie song that's here on my channel, 99WNRR. And I complied with that shit. That's what's up. That's Do other people do that? It's always a no. You're goddamn right they don't do that. That's a hard rock lunchbox perk, as far as I'm concerned. As Donkey would say, maybe it's a perk. It's a perk. <laughs> um, that's all I got today, so goodbye, everybody. I'll... <laughs> I actually had to figure out, well, I should figure out what's going on with my hair first, but I was going to not wear a hat today. It's funny, like, whenever I don't wear a hat, I just look like my hair is just, like, super greasy, and it just isn't. Uh, it's just the lighting here, and I've been trying to cut my Then Okay, hold on. Let's back that up. I would like to have cut my hair now for about a year, and I just didn't. I have this weird thing. <laughs> I know I talk about it a lot. Like, I do have a substantial case of social anxiety disorder. Uh, it flares up, uh, and not, like, daily. It flares up, like, in months. Uh, it takes a little while for that stuff to go away. Uh, and it is incredibly demotivating sometimes. So I don't go get my hair cut because I don't want to go out and go do that. That's really the only reason. My daughter was actually waiting on me to take her, and I was like, yeah, you're going to, like, uh, Rapunzel that shit before I take you, so... <laughs> she had to get her hair blown out for the witch's walk uh, a couple of weeks ago. She blows it out straight. She looks like Fluttershy from My Little Pony, if anybody's familiar. So it's actually funny. And I actually got to watch it frizz up at a soccer game, like just incrementally frizz. It was very, very amusing to me personally. But uh, I, I want to. So my hair looks just like kind of great. Here, I can even show you. This is very unprofessional, but I'll take my headphones off. So, like. My hair is fine. Like, it's all clean and stuff, but the because of the way uh, the light hits it up there, I'm sure it's the light. The light hits it. It tends to look a little bit greasy, like, there and stuff like that, but it's not. It's just, that's, like, there's a sheen on it, and, you know, uh, not like Luke Dunphy does on Modern Family. I do not bathe in a shower cap of mayonnaise to get the sheen that I need. I just have a natural sheen. It's not a Charlie sheen. That'd be cool if I had a Charlie sheen. But um, I, it's not. So I need to get my hair cut. I like it. Um, I Whenever I do cut it like that, I always cut it to the point where I say, like, I don't want to have to wear it back. Oh, because that's the problem, right? Like, I have to wear it back. Where are you? Over there. So I have to wear it back because there's, like, several inches behind me. Phrasing. No phrasing. Yes, phrasing. Several inches behind me, uh, I have to wear it back because it's just annoying. And then when I wear it down, like I, anybody that's ever seen me live, like knows what it looks like, right? So it looks fine. Uh, but there is there's a certain appeal to the day to day, like just having it short enough that I don't have to wear a hat everywhere. I don't have to tie it back all the time. Uh, I've had long hair most of my life, most of my adult life. 
um, when I was 17. When I was 17, I started growing it out. 16? High school. I started growing it out, and then by the time I was in college, my hair was down to my ass, and that's kind of where it was for a while, and then every now and then, I would just really, really cut it. I did not like it. I don't like having it short for a whole bunch of reasons. I don't like how it looks. It makes my face look rounder for some reason. I don't know, and like I don't need any help looking rounder. I'm doing just fine on my own. Thank you very much. Um, but anyway... I put the headphones on, I took one look, and I was like, cool, I look like a very like old, greasy Italian, and no offense to old, greasy Italians, but it's just not my look, nor am I that, so I figured I would just not, not do that. Um, I didn't come here to talk about that. I came to talk about how cool it was that I let Ozzy finish playing before I started my show, and I didn't even come to talk about that, but I did eventually talk about that because I wanted to. Um, why? You wanted to. Why? You wanted to. Oh, shit, System of a Down in the studio. That's so crazy. Who knew they were coming today? Um, just checking out. I have a lot of new music for you guys today, and it is just so all over, all over the place. It's, I have a new one from Set It Off that I actually really like, but it's like I tried to grab it like four or five different times, and it just kept not working, so I've heard it enough. <laughs> enough to the point where I don't even feel like playing it, but I actually like the song, so I think I'll play it for you guys. And maybe I'll just like go get another cup of coffee or something while that's going on or something. Uh, but I do have some uh, new music for you. I uh, got some stuff from First and Forever, is a band I never heard of. Uh, Neck Deep, I got new stuff. Uh, I have a song in from Jimmy. Uh, the band's called The Last Dinner Party. When you want to talk about a song that is just completely all over the place, like this one actually like hurt my head a couple of times to make sure I, I was listening to the right song. So we'll get to that at some point. I may or may not drop the uh, new Rebel 9 song that's coming out tomorrow. Maybe. Maybe not. Maybe you'll have to stick around. Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? I knows. I knows. <laughs> oh, man. I am so tired. I um, I'm I'm at that point now where I'm not sleeping well again. I think it's the clock change, uh, the time change. It does it to me every. They do it to me every year. Uh, it, it happens every year. But also, I think uh, my mix of chemicals that I use to sleep, I kind of have to change up every now and then. And I think I'm at that point. At that point, because I'm waking up. I mean, I could tell the time change because I wake up at seven in the morning, which honestly you shouldn't have to do. Although, although Annie, uh, the Annie of the uh, Annie and the Jackknives is actually on tour now, and I believe she was telling me before she left her wake up call is gonna be like something like five thirty in the morning, and I looked at her, I was like, "But you're not a morning person." She's effectively like, "I know that," <laughs> so I don't know how she's gonna make out. Like I couldn't do that. I hate waking up at seven, even when I would have to wake up the earliest I would ever have to wake up, which was generally soccer tournaments. Uh, I like where we have like an 820 game, like just something ridiculous. I mean, that's the earliest I've ever had to be doing anything since I was in college, right? So, but we'd have like an 820 game, so I like I'd have to be on the field for like registration at 7:30 in the morning. So I basically would spend the entire night, you know, sleeping and you know what time? <laughs> you know, the entire night. So you get like what you basically end up with is 15. 15-minute blocks of sleep over the course of, you know, eight hours or whatever. It just ruins everything. So I don't, I don't, I don't get up early. So when I tell you I'm getting up at seven o'clock, like just waking up, my alarm, just, that's, my body's like, cool, it's eight o'clock now. And like, 
stone clock. So that's why I think it's a time change. They're just not sleeping terribly well. So I am super groggy, which means most of my frontal cortex is not paying attention to what's happening on the show. And that's probably important for anybody out there to know. In case you decide to take anything I say seriously, just know that we're coming from a practically, like, slow adult level of comprehension. How about that? <laughs> How is this not going to make it to the bumper? I just... <laughs> Still my favorite part of the top 20 is the bumpers. Speaking of which, might as well do some stupid housekeeping because that's what they pay me for. They don't pay me? Oh, I guess I just do it for fun then. That's cool. Yay me. All right. Uh, brand new top 20 out. You can watch my favorite part of the show, which is the bumpers. The first minute. I should just do the top minute. Or You know what I should do? This is what I should do. So I actually... Hold on. Hold on. We might be on the verge of a great idea here. It's always a no. Or not. So, <laughs> so I do this because I amuse myself, right? Like my favorite part of the top 20, which by the way, you can see a new episode of on StrangerHood TV right now if you want. It came out this morning, I think. I hope. I actually haven't looked. I assume it's there. I didn't get to walk this morning because again, I'm just moving like super slow. Uh, but I assume it's out there. Um, so my favorite part, wait, hold on. So the beginning of the Hard Rock Lunchbox, the 20 minutes where I just talk and intro whatever's going on in the world, my world, your world, our world. So that's the top 20. But every week I put together the bumpers, which are just like the funniest clips. And they not only they don't have to be funny. What they have to be is they have to be funny out of context. And that is harder than it sounds. Like if you have any context, it just ruins it for me. So I just like these little bits of stuff. But for my own benefit, whenever I whenever I download or export or whatever it is I do. I don't even know what I do. Whatever I do, whatever button I hit (laughs) that creates the final version of the top 20, the 20-something minute thing that I upload to StrangerHood TV, I also will take the clip, the first, basically, the top 60, right? The top 60 seconds of the top 20 of the Hard Rock Lunchbox is effectively what it is. And it's my favorite part. So that's the that's the part that I watch and I save. And I always plan on, like, sometimes you'll see me, I'll throw it up on Instagram, but, like, I haven't been on Instagram in, like, two weeks because I'm doing a really good job promoting things like, you know, my band, my show, my life, my existence, that kind of stuff. Because I am just so good at social promoting at this point. Like, I am basically the Howard Hughes of Facebook. And um, it's just... I'm just, I'm so bad. I'm just so bad at it. And I know it, I know it's a function of just being busy. It's a function of being busy and not being on my phone. Like, I'm not on my phone, like, most of my life. Like, I, I will acknowledge it when I'm out. I'm on my phone the most whenever I'm at a show, which is funny because it's actually, like, the rudest thing you can do. But I'm always taking pictures of the bands that are on. That I post to Instagram as, like, a reminder to other people. Like, hey, you should come down and check out this band. But I don't. Uh, but so anyway, so like I was, I, I always dr- get that top 60 of the top 20 of the Hard Rock Lunchbox to post like on Instagram because I think it's the funniest part. So I should probably go back to doing that. Uh, or I should just hire a social media manager. And by hire a social media manager, I mean like have somebody do it for free because I have no money. Uh, but anyway, so the top 20 that's out today is the uh, Bigger A-Holes and Tiny Cars. Uh, and I you know, talk about the Red Light, Green Light Champion. 
uh, the Wild West and Sun State Parkway. All good stuff. All good stuff. Uh, I didn't get a chance to listen to any of the BIMP nonsense this week, but Mark from, uh, I think it's Hangover or Hungover Band, uh, was on on Monday. And discussions and drinks, they were talking about the actor's strike actually helping quality. And I'm interested to see what the take on that is because the quality wasn't there during the actor's strike. Uh, but I will say that everything that I watch that involves writers and actors uh, has gotten better after, but because I think they had a few weeks off, by a few I mean many weeks off, to kind of regroup and rewrite. You know, like That's why bands typically don't write a brand new record the moment they finish a brand new record, right? They need a little breath to kind of like let that kind of hang out and stuff like that. But I don't know. What the hell do I know? Um... I uh, I have notes all over my desk here, and they have absolutely nothing to do with the show. I was working on... We're about to go back into pre-production. Speaking of uh, writing a record right after you write a record. So this is End Us All, which is a, an older kind of song. And I am desperate to, to fix the last chorus of this song. <laughs> That's... Really, all I, I need to fix the last chorus of this song, and I, I kind of don't want to be in a situation like, well, it's Cagiano's problem now, like, but I'm getting very close to it. You know, there gets to be a point where you're like this close to a song and you just can't see the way out of it, you can't see the right answer. Uh, I just rewrote uh, some of the dynamics in a song called As You Run, um, that is now becoming it's bubbling up to be like close to the top of the ones that we want to pick. But it's so funny because, like, when you talk to the band, like, the ridiculous conversations that go on, especially like. You know, when it's like, um, well, this one's my favorite, and then, well, this one's my other favorite, and like, we should do that one too. Like, yeah, man, if you keep going that way, it's gonna end up being like all of the songs. Like, we're working on a song now called Choke, which is my least favorite of all the new songs. It's one of the oldest. It's actually second only to Scars in terms of, uh, in terms of age. Uh, and, um, we're actually considering forcing to record Scars just to get it done because it's so old. And there's nothing wrong with the song. I think it could stand for a little production, not for me, because I have produced the fuck out of it as far as I'm concerned. Um, and, like, it, like all I have is just harmonies and stuff I want to do to it. But I think the song is, like, perfect the way it is. I just think it's not the greatest song, if that makes sense. Like, it's a really good song, in my opinion. Um... But it's like, this is going to sound really dick, so just let me just say it and then just try and remember that I'm just trying to explain something. Like, it's a really, really good song in a sea of mediocre songs that are currently out right now, right? Like, so it fits the suit that a lot of rock bands that don't scream, because I, I can't scream. It's just not my thing. So if you're not a screamer band, you're just a rock band. Scars is like a great song in that scene. But like you know, some of the other songs we're trying to write are trying to be a little bit better, uh, even if they're just a little bit different, right? You can be better than everything in your particular group, or you can kind of just be off to the side and offer up something different. I think that's one of the things we were kind of able to do inside out, because since I don't scream and I don't have that current conventional hard rock sort of sound, the, the, it's hard to do like a Chevelle level kind of song that's a lot heavier and doesn't really let up. Even Chevelle doesn't do that anymore. So, or if it's a camp, they just they haven't written a song of that caliber and all can see the side in, in, in quite a while. Um, but 
that allows us to sort of do those things. But I think Scars just sort of falls right into the pocket of like I think if we put it on if we put it on Octane tomorrow, nobody would be surprised that it was on there because I think it fits with all the me- that's what I'm trying to say. All the mediocre shit that you're hearing on Octane right now, Scars would fit perfectly with. But honestly, for me, I think Octane is absolute garbage. It's it's just horrible, and it's just a product of everybody that like Jose like wants to star fuck and like I don't I mean that in the nicest possible way it just is it used to have some like newer sounding music on there but now every other song is like five flavor fruit, fruit punch and like you know it just I hate that band and I think they're not very good and yet they're just flooding that one particular market it's one of the reasons I like actually listening to my own stupid show because the music I have to listen to in order to do this show is the new music that I find because I'm out there doing the work and not just hanging out at like suck my dick fest or whatever it is that everybody at Sirius goes to because they don't feel like doing the work anymore. You know, real program directors from really like real stations back in the day used to actually go find new music and go find acts, not have them fed to them by PR companies. Like, and there's nothing wrong with that. Like, PR companies definitely serve a purpose and, you know, that's why I've been toying with hiring a new one for the new stuff because they do exactly that. They take all these outlets that are looking for music and they gatekeep and they just send, you know, bands to them. But there's no quality control. You take who you take. But you know what I mean? Like when I used to do the stuff even through Reverb Nation where people would submit music to this show, like you can ask Mikey and Jimmy because I would sit there and I would listen to all like 2,000 submissions. And I would pick the ones that I really wanted. And I found some really, really good bands that way. I also found some god-awful bands that way. And I used to force my, Jimmy and Mikey to listen to them. Because if I have to listen to them, they have to listen to them. But like what I do here when I curate this show... like That's what I think is good about the Hard Rock Lunchbox uh, complete playlist on Spotify. And if you guys want that, like just let me know. Like I'll, It's public. Like If you search Hard Rock Lunchbox complete like you'll see like every song that i grab for this show i this this is for the past say three to four years uh, and obviously the show's gone on longer than that but like for every song i grab for this show i try and add it to that playlist so effectively it's a curated playlist of everything that i thought was good enough or interesting enough to bring to you the only exception to that is some of mel's musical moments stuff and i think we all know why that is Uh, she'd probably be the first to admit it to. It's, it's, it's totally fine. By the way, she sent in a doozy this week that actually it's just it made me laugh with how bad it was. So I can't wait to get to that probably around 1 o'clock. Anyway. So, end us all. <laughs> Trying to fix the last chorus. Send any of your last chorus ideas over to hardrucklunchbox uh, at gmail.com and I'll be sure and run them by the uh, brain trust that is the rest of Brother Mind. Um... But yeah, so we're trying to pick new stuff. So, um, I was going to pull some clips, and I say gonna, because it's not a real world word, uh, but I can imply going to pull some clips, because I really wanted to do this, because sometimes I really want to do a good job here, but then sometimes I just don't do that good job. And, you know, it's not for lack of wanting, and it's... There is some lack of motivation, but, like, I really was just busy. So, um, I don't know who in my listening audience knows who Tucker Carlson is. I would imagine most people do. I think most people in the country that are currently alive would know who Tucker Carlson is. He is a 
right-wing talking head, or was, for years. Uh, He rose to prominence on Fox after Bill O'Reilly got in trouble for sexual harassment or whatever. Honestly, I don't even remember what they do. And I don't even remember what Tucker Tucker Carlson got fired for this time. Uh, But he's been fired several times for whatever reason. But so now he's kind of on his own. He's doing his own show on X, which is formerly Twitter. He is a huge proponent of X and Elon Musk um, because he truly believes that Elon Musk allows like total free speech in in the face of obvious like conflicts of that interest. Like Elon Musk has already removed people from X that he doesn't agree with. So you can argue whether or not it's free speech. It's not really. It's not really my point. I mean, my my argument with Tucker Carlson on the free speech thing is like, yeah, free speech isn't absolute. Like, the Supreme Court said so, and common sense dictates. You know, free speech is just not absolute. And I think the reason things got so murky over the past several years is because we've never had a level of misinformation like this before. I mean, the level, like, the Nazis and the Soviets had, like, ministers of propaganda. Like, that was their job. And you could argue that, like, the press secretary of the United States is kind of that. But, like, it's not really their job to sort of create news and information. For example, one of my favorite things in history, and we used to laugh about this so goddamn hard. During the first Gulf War, first, second, God, I don't even remember which one it is. I've been, I've been alive so goddamn long, I can't even remember which war this is. Um, no, it had to be it had to be the second Gulf War, be right, because we went into Baghdad. So uh, they had their the, the the Iraqi Saddam Hussein's uh, press secretary, basically Baghdad Baghdad Bob. Um, he was just this guy. Just he looked Iraqi. He wore glasses, and he would come on TV, and you could watch this. You could watch it direct on like Al Jazeera or whatever, right? But like BBC would cover it. Uh, by the way, there's a whole lot to be said for foreign markets for information. Uh, but BBC would cover it. And every day, he'd be out there and he'd give press conference conferences from Baghdad. And he'd come out and he'd be like, we are beating back the American dogs, you know, blah, blah, blah. And just like lie after lie after, like they're cowering at our gates. Uh, you know, they, they, they're surrendering and mad. Like just lie after lie, after lie, to the point where we would just joke that he would come on and he used to, like, wear glasses, and he would just, like, stare right in the camera, like, I am not wearing glasses. Like, it was that really ridiculous. Like, there was one point where, behind him, like, he was saying, like, no, 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 we are winning this war, the Americans are leaving, the Americans are cowards, and, like, you could almost see American tanks, like, kind of just driving behind him while he's saying all this, because that's what propaganda is, right? That's... That's what a totally unregulated free speech of whatever looks like. You can say whatever you want. And normally, in most common polite society or whatever, decent society, people can kind of believe, like, they can use their common sense to, to, to sift through the information that's out there. The problem is, well, the, the problems are, we have more information than we've ever had in our entire life. Right, And people have access to so much and people have access to so many people that it's possible to just sort of say whatever if you have a big enough following. I mean, that's why Kanye gets listened to. 
You know what I mean? Like, you can argue that people like Joe Rogan have like a huge audience, but at least Joe Rogan has built it, like from his podcast. Like, as famous as he was for being a comedian and an actor, his podcast has really done the work for him. And he now he actually offers what I would what I would argue is closer to free speech than anything Elon Musk has ever put out. Because he will listen, and he does let people talk, but he will sort of fact-check as he goes, especially if it's stuff that he knows about. Like, he'll double down and ask questions. Like, he pulled that shit with, um... Was it... Not Glenn Beck. Alex Alex Jones. Because Alex Jones was on there basically just saying, like, how he's kind of innocent. Or he never did some of the stuff that he was accused of with Sandy Hook. And Joe Rogan was like, yeah, he did. Like, it's right here. (laughs) Like, so... That's closer to free speech because it's, you can say whatever you want, but if you have a big enough following and you're unchallenged, like, people say, like, people say stuff and people believe it. I mean, especially if people have come to believe you. Now, I'd like to believe that, like, my listening audience is smarter than the average listening audience, but I can't guarantee that. I'm sure there are some dolts out there, and if I told them, like, yo, man, I just found out that oranges cure AIDS, I have enough credit I think that they might actually believe that, right? Or, you know, if you just, um, let's think of something really stupid. If you, uh, I don't know, buy music from Rebel 9, like it'll it'll prevent you from getting COVID. All right, that sounds ridiculous. Chocolate milk. Drink chocolate milk, right? Tastes good. People generally like it. Glass of chocolate milk a day will keep you from getting the flu this, this flu season. I would be willing to bet that there's one or two people in my listening audience to be like, yo, DJ said if you just drink this chocolate milk, like you don't even, even you don't have to worry about the flu. And that's where it becomes dangerous. And that's what was the problem, especially when we started dealing with stuff in the Trump years and COVID, of course, because everybody that was anybody started just putting out like idea and like you could say that that's true on the government side too like just because dr fauci said like this was something that was good to do doesn't necessarily make it so i mean the way he said it has been kind of misinterpreted over the years like he's a scientist and he works in science and he works you know scientific in a scientific capacity for the government so when he talks about stuff like vaccines being safe he's correct statistically vaccines are safe and also vaccines are being deployed for all these other things and historically vaccines have saved millions of lives does that mean it's a good idea to jump right into an mrna kind of vaccine nope not for me it wasn't and it's just not something i'm super comfortable with but yeah i do realize that like that's kind of how you have to roll stuff out but people are accusing him of like knowingly falsifying information which is ridiculous but like at the time when people were saying those things People were definitely getting shut down on YouTube. I know I got in trouble twice on YouTube. One time I still got to argue about because I was making fun of people that were making fun of vaccines. But you can at least make fun of them and address them and stuff like that. That That's fine in freedom of speech. The problem comes in when people are taking like, hey, man, you should just drink bleach and ivermectin, which actually does indeed help a little bit with COVID symptoms. And I should probably scratch that. I'm probably going to have to bleep this whole goddamn thing so I don't get another strike again me but you'll actually see that in some of the cocktails and some of the hospital regimens but people were saying it was effectively by itself something that would prevent covid which is not true you know even when trump said something about like injecting bleach yeah injecting bleach will definitely keep you from getting covid because it'll keep you from being alive to get it right so like those are like that's where misinformation comes up and you see it in the election deniers constantly like the, these people that just like lie and lie and lie about these election 
the election results. Like, there's been no election fraud on the Biden side. The Democrats didn't do anything wrong. The only people so far to get in trouble for election fraud have been the Republicans because they cheat, lie, and steal their way to winning elections. Only the moderate Republicans really, like, you don't ever have to worry about them. Like, they're just running on an ideological ticket, and they do just fine. But any MAGA Republican, man, I would definitely take a take a hard look at some of those ballot boxes, because they cheat constantly. And Trump's own lawyers just had to plead guilty because they broke into an, a Georgia election office to kind of tamper with the machines. Like, that's what election fraud is. But people keep saying it over and over. You get all these, you know, F. Joe Biden people. It's like, dude, first of all, knock it off. If you don't like the president, fine, don't like the president. Let's show some level of respect. He hasn't done anything wrong or illegal, so the office still deserves respect. The stuff that Trump was doing, he's going to go to jail for. I mean, and if he doesn't go to jail for it, just because he's a rich white man. And, like, that's also the world we live in. But he has actually committed some crime. Should he have been impeached twice? No. He should have been impeached once. He should have been impeached the last time for the insurrection. And I honestly, I hope he serves some jail time for it. Because if you don't think it's insurrection, after listening to some of the stuff his own lawyers have said, then you're just too stupid to understand it. And that's okay, like, because that's the other problem in this day and age. Not only do you have all this misinformation and, you know, access to all the other people, but the third and most important component is here in America, we have just destroyed the educational system with no child left behind when we had our you know one of our dumbest presidents ever and i long for the days of george w bush at this point but like he was very much not a smart man and he put together the whole no child left behind which by the way if you're ever pissed why we have to um have to pay to educate immigrants in our country there's your guy no child left behind did that they insisted on educating everybody that's in the district, whether they pay taxes, whether they're citizens or not. doesn't matter. They want everybody educated. And the way they were able to do that is they dumbed down all the stuff that they were educating people with. So now we have an entire generation, two generations probably at this point, that are just flat out dumber because they're not able to learn as much. So you have people that are getting stupider and stupider and stupider. And then you have these places in the South that are refusing to teach certain things because it offends their sensibilities. You know, like you have all that stuff that was going on in Mississippi and Alabama, and I was talking to you about that, where they're basically denying that they seceded from the Union because of slavery, even though it's in the first fucking line of the secession papers. And you have all these white people that are like, we don't want to teach that to our kids in school. And that whole going joke that it's probably not about the fact that they don't actually want to teach it in school, but what they really don't want to do is have the pictures of white people People throwing rocks at black people because those white people are them, their parents, and their grandparents because they're horrible people. People that want to just rewrite history have something to be ashamed of. Like, don't think that that's not true. Like, and those are the people that are causing the biggest problems. And that we're taking a stupider and stupider and stupider system, and then we're removing facts and evidence out of it, and we're making everybody even stupider and stupider. So, what do you think happens when your average 70 IQ resident of Mississippi hears something about? COVID cures, election fraud, conspiracy theories, Hillary Clinton eats babies, like, as if. Babies are horribly gross. I mean, except, like, with mozzarella. But that's different. That's more of a delicacy. And you gotta slice them thin, and then they taste a lot better. But, like, 
I've been a Democrat and an Independent for my entire adult life. I have never had one ounce of baby's blood unless it came from, like, you know, a non-regulated meat farm, packing farm. But, again, that's a Republican issue. But I had so much more to say about Tucker Carlson, and I have just talked way too goddamn long. I I don't even know. Like, how far how far into this thing am I? Uh, am I really at 32 minutes? Holy shit, I cannot believe how long I've been talking. I'm sorry. Let's get to some music. Uh, uh, Yeah, this actually works perfectly. Talking too long, we should probably make that stop. So, here's a little Rise Against. Hard Rock Lunch Box. I gotta tell you, man, I missed that... that, uh that Red Jumpsuit Apparatus record. That is such a good record. And it's so funny because a lot of the songs on it are really, really good, but they're just dwarfed by Face Down because, you know, like, anytime I go that far back into that into that catalog, it's like, oh, Face Down. Let's play that. It's like me trying to do, like, anything on Mayday Parade, Mayday Parade going back and you just get, like, you know, miserable at best. It's like, how do you not play that? Like, it's, it's just what we have to do, I guess. It's funny, actually, one of the new songs that I wrote for the band that we haven't even done yet. Uh, it's currently called Tony Omaha. T- uh, Tony had actually said that it just reminds him of like, kind of like old Taking Back Sunday. And I was like, half of me was like, ah, oh, that's that's bad. Because I don't, I don't ever really want to date the band. Like, I just don't. Like, I don't want to play old music. It's not my thing. Uh, it's, it's, I enjoy it, but I don't want to write it. But uh, the other half of me was like, I'll take that. <laughs> I'm okay with that. So anyway, I told you that I grabbed this song, uh, the new song from Set It Off called Evil People. I grabbed it, like, so hard. <laughs> I grabbed it, like, four or five times, and it just wouldn't take. So, like, I've heard it so often, uh, but now it's, like, stuck in my head. So now it's, like, your turn, too. So if you don't know Set It Off, don't worry. I got you covered. Brand new song, Evil People, on the box. Hard Rock Lunch Box. So I got notification this morning that uh, Rebel Nine's version of 12 Days of Christmas was added to like a much more successful playlist than any playlist playlist that I'm currently running. So I was excited about that. I don't know what that means for the band, but it's I thought it was a pretty good version of the song. We aren't playing it until after Thanksgiving because we're not animals here. But it's nice to be appreciated. Now, why do I bring up Christmas music? Because according to the chat here on 99WNRR, Q was chased out of his own office by Christmas music last week, which honestly is the right thing to have happen if you're going to play your Christmas music in the middle of November. I don't know what you know about Christmas, but we decided as a culture to collectively lie about when Jesus' birthday was and put it in December, which is also an entire, say it with me, an entirely different month than November. We have three main fall holidays. We have Halloween that dominates October as it should. We have Thanksgiving. I understand people might have some issues with that, but that's okay. It's what's going on in November. That's why we threw in Veterans Day as well. But December is all about the high holidays for all of the all of the religions, which is uh, basically Christmas, I assume, because that's that's what Jesus that's how Jesus wanted it to be. But uh, no, there's a lot of holidays in, in, in December, but we all put them in December, and collectively as a culture, we seem to agree at one point that Christmas music belonged only in December, right after you saw Santa Claus at the Macy's Day Parade. You could play 
you could play Christmas music, but now people just don't seem to give a shit, and all office etiquette is out the goddamn window, which uh, caused Q to possibly miss this song that I got specifically for him last week, so now I'm going to play it again. So, Kimberly, if you're listening, let's keep uh, the lid on the Christmas music. I'm assuming Kimberly. It could be Karen. I don't know. It doesn't really matter. Let's keep a lid on the Christmas music and have a little bit of, uh, uh, of Throne. It's called On the Verge. It's on the box. It's not Christmas music. Like, at all. Hard Rock Lunch Box. All right, I think it's time for a new segment. going to be something I like to call What the Hell Was DJ Thinking? I think that's a good title for this considering I remember grabbing this earlier in the week thinking it would be interesting and now I have this nagging sensation in the back of my head that this is about to be a horrible idea but to be fair this is kind of where I do most of my horrible ideas so I think it's probably only fitting we announced the debut, the maiden voyage of, uh, what was DJ thinking? The band is called Wargasm, because why not? And it's called Bang Your Head. It features Fred Durst, and if that's not a warning sign, I don't know what is. Hard Rock Lunch Box. So, I'm not sure if Mel is on just some of the worst playlists on Spotify, uh, and if that's the case, I'm just very glad that I'm not on them, or if she literally goes out and looks for some of these songs, because I will tell you, this song is great, and by great, I mean not great at all, but also it's great. So, it's ridiculous, but it's also funny. And if it hits a little too close to home for anybody listening, I apologize. You can send all of your complaints over to Monty at CravingStrange.net or directly to any one of Mel's 74 logins in the chat. It's uh, this week's Mel's Musical Moment. I don't even know what to say. It's Childless Millennials. Title makes me laugh all by itself. Enjoy. Hard Rock Lunch Box. Well, this would go a lot better if I turned my microphone on, but... Or maybe not. I guess it depends on your perspective. Brand new Blink-182, still digging on it. That's what I do here for a living. Uh, it's time for another, another brand new segment here on The Box. It's going to be called... What the hell kind of music does Jimmy listen to when he's on his own? Now, I realize... What the hell kind of music does Jimmy listen to when he's on his own? It's kind of a long name. I would go with like the acronym of it, but my brain cannot even function enough to tell me what the hell does Jimmy listen to when he's uh, alone. Now, I've already forgot the name of my own segment, which sucks. So he sent me this last week, and he was just... He was right. It's just such an impressive piece of music. It is literally all over the place, like sonically and musically, which is totally what I dug about it. I don't know that there's anything to really hold on to. It's not like there's... (laughs) 
I mean, I think the chorus is probably the saving thing that makes it that you can hold on to, but I honestly don't know. And as we do so often here on the box, my problems become your problems. I think it's Spanish, mi casa y su casa. I don't know everything I learned in Spanish. I learned from Dora, and she's uh, nine and not real. So, in the uh, debut episode of What the Hell is Jimmy Listening to when he's on his own. Uh, the band is called The Last Dinner Party. The song is called My Lady of Mercy. You can make up your mind for yourself or you can just listen to the box and I'll make up your mind for you. Hard Rock Lunch Box You know, it's funny, like, as of Mice and Men songs go, that is not a very popular one and I am, like, putting it, like, right up at the top of my list of, uh, of uh, of Mice and Men songs. I dig the aggression on that one, like, by a lot. Like, a lot, a lot. But, hey, man, that's me. It doesn't have to be you. I mean, I'm sure on your show you can play whatever it is you want to play. That's fine. What we do here is is uh, is protected. Like, by, let's say free speech. But, oh, dude, I had so much more to talk about in that Tucker Carlson thing. Like, I hope I remember by next week. God effing damn it. Next week is stupid Thanksgiving. I'm not even going to get to be able to talk about Tucker Carlson. All right. Well, here's the short of it. So I was listening to him, and I highly recommend this. I was listening to him on Theo Vaughn's podcast. Now that he's on X and not beholden really to anybody, like, ratings or anything, because nobody listens to X, because X is just nonsense. But he's 90% of what he's saying I agree with. This is Tucker Carlson. Right, he is a complete asshat, and I'm agreeing with 90% of what he's saying because he's not chilling for anybody. But the biggest thing that he saw, he talks about, and I literally could have reached through the podcast and just strangled his chicken neck. He's talking about how people are just more interested in sort of dividing Americans with like divisive issues and stuff like that. Dude, he is one of the architects of exactly why we are so divided. Jon Stewart like famously went on their show when he was still on CNN and called him out for doing exactly that. That's all he's been doing for years. He's divisive, he's destructive, he's dismissive, and he's basically an asshole. And now that he's not doing that performance anymore, he's like, well, this is what's wrong with the country. Like, yeah, man, this is exactly what's wrong with it. People like you and what you were doing. The only, the only solace I was able to take from that is that maybe now that he's saying these things correctly and talking about how the people in power are the ones that are the problem, like maybe some of his followers will actually listen and learn something. To be fair, I didn't listen to his stupid X show. I'd rather listen to Theo Vaughn talk physics than listen to his stupid show on X. But who knows what he's actually saying publicly. I'm just saying what he said in this. It was an interesting listen, honestly. And now here's some Bless the Fall, because that's also an interesting listen and probably not as divisive. Hard Rock Lunch Box. Uh, so it's Mike Mika Aris and Chandler Burton, who I don't know. It's not really, I guess, a band. It's just two dudes just singing. Like, but I dug it. I forgot how heavy that was. I probably should have played that in the heavier block, which is making me wonder how heavy this next song is. I remember seeing seeing it and thinking, like, I'm surprised I'd never heard of this band before. The band is called First and Forever. Um, and it sounds like a band I should know, but it also feels like one of those kind of generic band names that everybody kind of knows, which is actually one of the things I've always liked about Rebel 9. Like, we have very rarely ever been confused with anybody else, which 
which I totally dig, which also infuriates me when these lesser bands are like, we're the Revels or the Revelers or the Revel this. Like, how about you revel in just sucking my dick because you're fucking stealing my likelihood and my livelihood and my trademark name, by the way. Don't make me get out of this chair and hire a lawyer and sue you because I think we all know I won't do that. But anyway, it's first and forever. Sick little games. Hard Rock Lunch Box. Yeah, man, we're getting there. We're getting there. It's time for your weekly Craving of the Week. As I keep telling you, I know Craving Strange is currently in uh, in session. They're actually not. They're not in pre-production anymore. They're in production of the uh, the new batch of singles. I'm super excited. I know at least what two of them are. I pro- I might even know what more of those are, but uh, my brain is not my brain function no today good well. So uh, I'm not sure that I can speak intelligently on anything, let alone what another band is doing. But I am excited for some of it. They're, again, working with David Caggiano, so you can expect more of what they've been delivering lately, which I dig. They seem to be on the same track as us, or we're on the same track as them. So we'll be uh, divvying out singles, probably between our local bands for a little while, which I think might actually be a good idea. I feel like... If the bands that are going to be releasing singles around here are going to be, because Neon Skyline just dropped an EP, Pathmaker's about to do a record. So if the rest of the bands are just going to be doing singles, like if it's me, Jimmy, and Mikey, and then when James and, and Joey feel like getting on board with the singles, maybe we could just all coordinate to like every other week, like a local sandbox song comes out. That would actually be kind of fun, but you know. What the hell do I know? Probably not much. I do know it's time for your weekly Craving of the Week, and I've got it for you. I haven't played it in a while. Why, you ask? I have no idea, I answer.
about that time and if you've been paying any attention at all to anything going on in the rebel nine universe you may or may not be aware that rebel nine has a brand new song coming out tomorrow roughly midnight oh one o'clock in the morning so if you're a fan of rebel nine as i would hope some of you are sorry (laughs) that would be a good time for you to get your hands on it i was going to try and release a a video for it too but i couldn't uh and that's its own story which i will save for a different show but uh it's release it's released tomorrow absolutely everywhere apple itunes and on spotify and napster uh amazon youtube music it is literally absolutely everywhere you can buy music the song is called into the afternoon uh which is a metaphor it's a metaphor that i've used before uh and i was going to talk about a little bit of what the song actually means but honestly i I will be more than happy to talk about it at another time, but I feel like maybe for the first listen ahead of tomorrow's release, maybe you guys can just form whatever opinion of the song you want. I will tell you, of the four, it was my least favorite going into production, uh, but Caggiano worked a lot of magic on it, and he made me hear the thing that he heard in it when he decided he wanted to use this as one of the songs we were doing. So, my guys, all of them, all three of the other ones were definitely gung-ho, all for it, uh, basically just proving that I am not always right, but I can be convinced uh, with actual facts and information on the ground, like something... I can follow somebody's vision very easily if they believe in it enough for both of us. And sometimes I do that for my band and other people around me. It's a very difficult thing to do, but I'm grateful when people do it for me. So that's tomorrow. If you want to check that out, I would certainly appreciate it. Like I said, you can pre-save it on Spotify and Apple Music right now if you want. So uh, if you don't have to remember it tomorrow. Or if you want, I do have time for just one more song. Just saying. I have time for one more song. Anybody want to hear the brand new Rebel 9 song? (laughs) Yeah, man, of course. Yeah, you're our people. Thank you so much for listening to Hard Rock Lunchbox and supporting all things Rebel 9. You guys get the absolute first listen, first public listen of the brand new Rebel 9 song. It comes out tomorrow. It's called Into the Afternoon. Please enjoy it. Please share the F out of it when you can. Uh, be very, very, very happy for this to go all the way to the top of the Spotify charts for us. That would be fantastic. But honestly, just knowing you guys like it would be enough for me. I hope you enjoy it. I will see you next weekend next weekend i will see you next week i will absolutely be here on thursday for the thanksgiving day show uh don't forget bill's band feast your eyes is playing tomorrow i think it's sinclair's pub uh so just go to feast your eyes on facebook and find it uh but yeah man i'll be i'll be right here on thursday we'll do the best box giving i think it's box giving or something we're gonna do something but i'll be here live so hopefully you guys will be too i'll see you next week in the meantime for you guys here's some brand new music 
On the box. 